Hey everyone, it's Millennia here. And wow, this is the first episode of my podcast. I'm so damn excited for this. Wow. Okay, I don't know how to start a podcast, but I have written some things that may help. <laughs> so, I am Millennia. That's my Elias that I'm going under in this podcast. And so... This podcast is called The Enigmatic Podcast, and basically I will be talking about conspiracies, talking about mainly conspiracies, um, life, ancient civilizations. We may not get into ancient civilizations straight away, but I think we will eventually. I'd like to do like a whole week of, I mean a whole month of just ancient civilizations at one point. Um, celebrity drama, if there's like really big drama, like the Nikki and Cardi drama, and all that other good stuff. Uh And maybe even music, only if it's like major news, because I don't want to make a music podcast for every, what, week, because that would suck, no offense. Uh So, um, that's what we'll be covering on the podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. So those are the main five platforms you can listen to us on, or watch us if you're on YouTube. But yeah, hi. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Um, I'm just going to get into... This is just going to be like a short intro of sorts. So... I will put like a timestamp in the description on YouTube, if you're on YouTube. So you can just skip straight to when the actual podcast starts. But this is just going to be the intro. So, um, you can support us on Patreon, this is no pressure, I don't mind it, but like, if you do, like, have the time, because it is very hard to start a podcast, and I did have to go through so much process. And it's just so difficult. And like, if you ever want to support me, you can go on Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash enigmatic podcast, I believe. Let me just give it a try. Yes, patreon.com slash enigmatic podcast, one word. Um, so yeah, you can always support us on there if you, you know, have some spare, but I don't really mind. You can do whatever, or you could just listen. We also have social media. We have our Twitter, at EnigmaticPod, E-N-I-G-M-A-T-I-C-P-O-D, one word. And our Instagram is EnigmaticPodcast, one word. That's, yeah, you can follow us on both of those platforms. That'd be really great. We need some supporters on there. Um, So, now I'm just going to talk a bit about uh, how you can support us without doing all the money stuff and everything. Please leave a review on the podcast. That helps so, so much, guys, honestly. It helps unbelievably. You don't, you might not know how much a review actually helps, but... I love constructive criticism you guys might leave, or just anything you guys like in general. Um, You can review us on Apple Podcasts, and 
basically anywhere else you can, that helps so much. It doesn't even have to be good, I don't mind. You can just leave whatever you think of the podcast. But yeah, that's all. Uh, not not all. <laughs> Please leave a like and comment on what you think about the whole episode and your thoughts about the case we talk about it, if you're on YouTube. So basically, with this, you can... um Leaving a like and sharing really helps a lot to get the word out. And basically, I love hearing everyone else's thoughts and theories. There's going to be no judgment. You might have your own theory. So definitely leave it below if you're on YouTube. Leave a comment about what you think of it because we do talk about some interesting stuff and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So I already said what we'll be talking about. Conspiracies is very, like, we're probably going to be doing that mostly. But yeah, life is interesting. I like talking about that as well. Like, different, di different possibilities in life. And I love talking about technology, so we might get into like the technological singularity and all this other stuff. It's really interesting. Robots, AI, it's more interesting than it sounds. <laughs> and yeah, um, so I'm just going to go over what Patreon is again. Patreon.com slash enigmaticpodcast, one word. Um, so basically on, on our Patreon, if you support us, you get a specific thing, like, let me see. You can get something depending on how much you give a month. So you can check on there, but like the best, like the highest one you can get, you can get so much stuff, a monthly Patreon only live stream. So only for the people who are a patron. And a monthly Patreon only live chat and you'll get basically everything. You can check everything on there if you ever think about it. But yeah, also if you're watching this, this is not going to be the setup. This looks terrible right now, but I was sort of in a rush. So this was last minute. I had to do it last minute really quickly. So this is just for this week, but next week and on, it should be back to the normal way. But yeah, so I'm really excited about this podcast. Um, okay, we're going on seven minutes. That's a pretty good intro time stamp. Um, yeah. So today, if you haven't already by the title, we'll be talking about... Dun dun dun. The Bermuda Triangle. Oh wow, I sound like a geek. Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about the Bermuda Triangle. I know it's a very... It's a concept that's very... That's been talked about before. However, I don't want to go over things that a lot, a lot of other people would have already in their other videos. So I put five cases that we're going to talk about each. And then we're going to talk about the theories. And then we're going to have a time to just talk about our opinions and discussion. I might have like... I forgot to mention this, we might have a co-host occasionally, not in this tiny room, but once we actually have the setup all done, because I love having co-hosts, because I love having co-hosts, and yeah, I would just love to have someone that's interested and I could just talk to. But yeah, the reason I created this podcast is 
I have a lot of like theories and conspiracies that are always in my mind and I just need I just need a platform to just get it all out if you know what I mean it's because it's always stuck in my head and I'm always I don't I don't talk to a lot of people about conspiracies and I only talk to a few people about it but yeah I think this would be good for you guys as well like to to get to know conspiracies for what they really are not for just some silly crazy out of the top shit because that's really not what conspiracies are conspiracies go off proof but if there is no proof like the Bermuda Triangle we have we have no idea what it could possibly be we have no conf confirmation there's so many theories but we don't know so I'd always like to say keep an open mind all the time don't ever say, oh no, that that's not it. That can't happen ever. No, no possibility. I like keeping an open mind about different stuff. Some stuff may sound a bit crazy, but either way, you know, keep an open mind. Don't judge people for their opinions. People have different opinions. You may see something one way, someone else might see it the other way. So just don't forget that because these conspiracies are crazy. <laughs> so... You're going to have to need an open mind for this podcast. Okay, so basically the Bermuda Triangle. If you don't know already, I'm just going to give you a brief overview of what it actually is. The Bermuda Triangle is the part of the North Atlantic Ocean that connects Florida, Puerto Rico and Bermuda. So, hence making the triangle. So, um, what does it look like? Florida's here. Um, Puerto Rico is here and Bermuda's over there, so it makes a triangle. Which is why they call it the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> so much shit goes on here, guys. However, no scientist, no scientist, no researcher have been able to give one answer and all agree on it. Everyone has their own opinion on it, and that's, that's pretty crazy. Ships, planes, helicopters, and so much more disappear there. And like, that's just crazy. We still don't know why. This has been going on for hundreds, hundreds of years, dude. Hundreds. And we still don't know what the hell is actually going on. I think that's just crazy. There's got to be. Some people have like the stupidest explanations for it, like the... Like, you can't give one explanation towards that and another explanation towards that if they both happened at the same time and at the same place. So, yeah. So, in this podcast, we're going to give you the cases, many different disappearances, and just basically theories that people have come up with and our opinions on it. I already glossed over that. So, yeah. I think we should just go straight into it. I did want the intro to be a bit longer, but I'm not going to drag it on because I could talk forever and I hate that. <laughs> I I cannot stand my voice sometimes, so I understand you if I talk too much and you just want to take a break from my voice. Okay, so we're going to go on to the research and cases of the Bermuda Triangle. This is... The first case, um, this is, I believe, yeah, this is the earliest known encounter of the Bermuda Triangle. 
the first ever case of the Bermuda Triangle was in 1492. 1492. Like, how long is that? Okay, I'm so not good at math, guys. So, like, nearly 600 years. And, like, we still don't have an explanation after 600 years. Okay, so basically, the first case happened in 1942, during the first voyage of Christopher Columbus and the New World. So this dates back to friggin' Christopher Columbus. So that tells you something, even he suspected of what could be going on. 1942, like, sorry? 1492, oh my god, I actually wrote 1942? Ugh, my mind. 1492, like, wow, dude, 600 years, that's like, I don't know. During his stay on New Florida in the Triangle, he encountered a great flame, a great flame of fire crashing into the water, which we now believe, though, was a meteor. I mean, we don't know for sure, of course, no one knows that, but it makes sense because a great flame of fire, it makes sense to a meteor. However, only in the next few weeks, he wrote in his journal saying that he saw a strange light in the sky during the night. Oh, strange light in the sky during the night. So as well as his compass going haywire, nothing like he'd ever seen before. So the same, the exact same things were going on that happened now in the Bermuda Triangle 600 years ago. The same things. And that makes me... That's just... Ugh. Is it something from underneath the water? It really makes you think, because I don't know. I don't know, guys. Anyways, um... The compass could be... The compass problem could be the fact that at the time, in 1492, a silver of the Bermuda Triangle, like the plate, the Bermuda Triangle was one of the only few places where True North and Magnetic North lined up, which I believe would stuff up the compass. And because it was only one of the few places on Earth that actually did that, so... There are many theories for the strange light, but in the end, guys, we don't know what the hell it was. We weren't there. We don't know what it looked like. But yeah, that's the first case. That was quicker than I expected. Um, the first two cases, the first two, three cases are pretty slow, but, I mean, fast, but yeah. Um, the second case. Oh, I feel like I'm not taking a break. I feel like I need to... Ugh, this feels so weird. I've never done this before, so don't judge me, guys. Um, the second case. In this one has been one of the few that's really not talked about. Even though it's one of the weirdest ones. So basically, I had this book in, like, year five. Year four, year five. There was this, like, Unsolved Mysteries book I had. Oh my god, I, I may have um, stolen the book from school because I was really obsessed with like conspiracy theories at the time. Like, honestly, if you talked to me like back then, I would have been crazy because I believed 
a lot of conspiracy straight up without any proof. But always I've been interested in conspiracies, so that's a fun fact about me you'll learn throughout the podcast. I can't say any I can't say friggin' words. Okay. Let's move on to the second case. In 1925, there was a Japanese fighter. So basic, there was a Japanese fighter named Reifuku Maru, which was basically a ship that transported cargo. Um, that disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. Now this may be, this may sound like your average Bermuda Triangle disappearance, but, but, what's creepy about this is. Shortly before it disappeared, the Reifuku Maru, the Japanese ship, sent out a message to to the um you know like like control base. Oh no, like a signal. Sorry, they sent this out. They sent this message out saying that now I don't re- from what I've researched, I don't know what they actually said, but it comes down to these two options. They sound the same though. It was either danger like dagger now, which would make sense because they they weren't very fluent in English, or there was the other one which said now very danger come quick. It was one of them, but it's basically the same thing. They both mentioned danger, and oh my god, like that's so freaky. Just think, these people have been missing for almost a hundred years. 1925 was like so long ago. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah. Um So they sent that out but we're not sure which one because from what I've researched um some newspaper articles say now very danger come quick and some other ones say danger like dagger now. I have no idea. <laughs> um but we're definitely sure it was one of the other because the media the media can be a bit, you know, unreliable. Um, but yeah, either way that's like super super weird. This story isn't as well known as the others, so like that's why I thought it'd be cool to mention it. To get I have researched this one a lot. This was in that book I stole. <laughs> um and yeah. Like that's, that that's really interested me. That's what got me into the Bermuda Triangle in the first place. Like for something to literally go off the radar like that. Come on, there's got to be some problem. I, I don't even know, I don't know what it could possibly be. So we're just gonna move on to the next case. The third case. Oh, I do really want to talk about Flight 19, but that's the most interesting case, so I think I'm going to leave it for the last case. Yeah. Okay, the third case, re reiterated. So let's talk about something that happened very recently. Um, so this happened like in 2017, nearly just almost two years ago. So on May 15th, 2017, an aircraft, which was a Mitsubishi MU-2B, was flying from Puerto Rico to Florida when it suddenly lost radar contact with Miami's air traffic control. So basically, 
at in the um, air traffic controls they have these radars that track all the planes and helicopters and basically any aircraft that are going or coming from the area because Miami is I believe is like right next to um, Florida and it tracks the Bermuda Triangle and the surrounding areas so they just lost control contact and that's it they they don't know where it went specifically it was supposed to head to Florida okay so the aircraft and the four people like completely vanished they disappeared guys however the National Transportation Safety Board the the NTSB concluded that this was an accident and the pilot was likely the cause I don't know if they have enough proof to make that assumption this uh, this aircraft is gone and y'all are like uh, it was an accident the pilot was likely the cause what are you talking about you don't even know what the fuck happened uh, that annoys me so much uh, I want to say something but I don't want to just in case you know the government come for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, um, there was debris found that matched the same aircraft. However, the bodies of the pilot and the three other people aboard were never found. And the debris, there wasn't a lot of debris. There was only a really few debris. And not enough to make an assumption that it was an accident and the pilot was likely the cause. That is strange to me. That's very strange. That's very like it's very conspiratorial. Is that even a word? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but yeah, if you don't want a conspiracy, I would suggest not making stuff up, giving us the truth, or you know, just don't say something without the right evidence of proof. Period. Okay, let's move on to the fourth case now this one is a bit longer which I'm so thankful of because we've hit the 24 minute mark and that's about it <laughs> I want this uh, this should be an hour long because we do have a few theories and then we have the talk time and all that so that's fine okay so the fourth case this is like this in my opinion is one of the weirdest because of the amount of people Oh, this this just like makes me not want to go anywhere near America <laughs> or like the Bermuda Triangle. Although, who wants to? So, the fourth case is about the USS Cyclops. It's a ship basically that disappeared on March 1918. The ship left Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Rio de Janeiro on the 16th of February of 1918 and was scheduled and was scheduled <laughs> I can't fucking talk oh my god it was scheduled for Baltimore Maryland however it had to stop over Barbados which is if you didn't know very very close to the Bermuda Triangle I don't know if it's in the Bermuda Triangle it's either slightly just in or slightly just out but basically, it's in the area. It's in the vicinity of the Bermuda Triangle. Very. 
So they had to stop over due to the water level being on the over the waterline. So the waterline was basically the hull, the bottom of the ship would be. So the water level was pretty high and they said they wanted to stop over just to be safe. It was checked several times and they were like, there's no, there's no problems here. And so they left for Baltimore again on the 4th of March, 1918. However, the USS Cyclops never got to Baltimore and was never to be seen again. Oh my god. Okay, this is even weirder. Um, no wreckage or any of the 355 people were never found. Nothing from the ship was ever found, no debris. And people said it was as if it disappeared from the face of the earth. Literally. 355 people. And they just disappeared. They couldn't find not one body from that USS Cyclops was ever found. How is that possible? And so basically, this the reason it's in the Bermuda Triangle story is because the only last spot it was seen in was in Barbados. So they 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 assume it was it got it disappeared over the triangle. Oh, 355 people, guys. That would be so difficult. So you're just taking your average trip from Rio to back to England. And you just disappear, and no one... Oh, what could... What could explain that? I don't see an explanation for that one. Some theories of what could have happened was either bad weather or a storm. Even though this is probably the most unlikely, it's still a theory. How the fuck is a storm or bad weather that bad that not any debris is found and not one of the 355 bodies are found tell me I want to see the receipts I want to see the receipts of that happening I don't have any no you can't you, you can't blame it on bad weather or a storm no no sorry I don't agree with that at all um, so this, an another theory, this one is, is low-key kind of more creepy. That it was sunk, oh sunk, sorry, sunk by German submarines. So they could steal the, this type of ore that was, that it was traveling as well. However, the German government immediately, like literally immediately after this theory stated that they were not involved with the USS Cyclops disappearance at all. I mean, it makes sense that they would want this type of ore, but then it also makes me think, really? What, what are they really gaining? Because, I mean, they could be, I'm not saying they're not, but I don't see why they would do that, especially when they know the theory is gonna about them is gonna come out, like strange, and also, yeah, that does not make sense. I mean, it totally could be, 
because it slightly makes sense because, because you know the German was pretty weird out back then it was um, before World War two and just after World War one so you know some shit was going on there weren't peace there was not peace back then so I don't know guys and like still to this day we don't know we know nothing nothing I probably sound crazy right now and I feel like hearing my voice is so annoying for 30 minutes straight <laughs> but that's still crazy I don't I don't I don't understand how because normally with the Bermuda Triangle disappearances sometimes there's debris found sometimes there's people found and in some cases there's literally nothing it could be the Bermuda Triangle just because of the water but it's pretty suspicious guys anyways this one this one still gets me uh, the fifth case and the last case and the most intriguing one to me is flight 19 this is one of the more well-known ones but so if you know it you can just skip a, a little bit um, but if you don't know it get ready for your mind to be like confusion what the hell because this has no this has no explanation it's like the USS Cyclops one we have no explanation for it so what happened with Flight 19. Flight 19 was the name for five Avenger bomber planes from Flo from Florida. So they were five plane five planes from Florida and all of them combined are called Flight 19. So on this happened shortly after World War II, so keep that in mind. On the December on December fifth of nineteen forty five, so basically the same year World War Two happened. So, World War Two is done and gone now. They took off for a training flight at around two fifteen p.m. from Florida's Fort Lauderdale base. So it's the, basically a government base or an air traffic base. I don't know which one. It's very confusing, guys. The training was led by Commander Charles Taylor. So, on the 5th of December 1945, after they took off, their route was to go the whole Bermuda Triangle, the Triangle Path. Oh, not not fully. So basically, they're, they're in Florida here, Puerto Rico, Bermuda. They have to go there, up near Puerto Rico, and then sort of turn back, but not go all the way up to Bermuda. So, they basically... It's basically like they go to Puerto Rico and back but just a little bit of space so like an oval like an oval yeah from Florida to Puerto Rico and then back another route so at around 3.45 Fort Lauderdale got a message from Commander Taylor saying we cannot see land we seem to be off course however at the time at, the exa at that exact time another trainee from one of the other four planes said if we just fly west we could get home but they had to follow their leader unfortunately because this guy commander charles taylor was a stubborn guy he he wanted to get this shit done and he didn't want anyone else to help him with it especially a trainee 
because that would be embarrassing. <laughs> so an hour later at around 4.45, the entire control base knew that Charles Taylor was lost. He, this guy, this commander, had no idea where the fuck he was going at this point. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, totally, we're gonna get back. No, they were not even close. <laughs> so, um, so at, at that time, they told him, the, the air traffic control told him to give control to the other trainee, to give the commander title to that guy, to the other trainee just for now. However, he for some reason refused. He's like, nope. Like, dude, are you serious? Come on. Oh, he's so dumb. So, um, this could be because he wanted to seem in charge because he was the commander. Which makes sense, but, you know, if you're lost in the middle of nowhere and you're running low on fuel, I would suggest... I would fucking hand over control to anyone but myself. So then another hour later at 5.45, this guy's still trying to... This guy's still being stubborn at, at AF because he doesn't know where the fuck he's going, though, in all reality. So then, that at that time, they traced Flight 19. But their communication system was so bad, they couldn't, like, communicate with them. They couldn't tell them anything. They couldn't tell them where to go. But that, that's, that confuses me as well. They lost their communication. Sorry, yeah. So, um... They lost their... They lost where they were. And then they traced him back suddenly, like... That's... That's weird. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> that was loud. So after a sunny day, this was... When this happened, it was a clear sunny day. Like, no one had any problems. And now it was night, and the weather was slowly getting really, really bad. And they didn't have much hope left for Flight 19. So at around 7.30pm that night, so this was around... Nearly six hours after they took off, they're still not home. Fort Lauderdale's base sent two aircraft in search of Flight 19, and they were both supposed to meet up at the search area. And can you believe it? I don't... This is weird. Okay. One of those search aircrafts never got to the search area, and it disappeared too. So wait, this, so Flight 19 disappeared off the radar, don't know where the fuck they are. And they sent two search, search control for them, search airplanes, they're supposed to meet up. And then this one completely goes missing as well. And it's along with Flight 19. What the hell? That is crazy. Um, I would be confused as hell. And I'd be terrified. <laughs> so the search party searched for Flight 19 all night and all of the next days. But they found zilch. They found shit, guys. They didn't find debris. They didn't find any of the people. Oh my god. How does that happen? What else is there? Let me just finish this, actually. So the search parties all left. And the second search aircraft was also never to be seen again. So they didn't find Flight 19, and they didn't find that second search aircraft. They both just... Completely went off the radar and disappeared. So Flight 19, that can be explained like the idiot, Charles Taylor. But the second search aircraft, what the hell? So America was like, oh, it was bad weather. 
Likely they just crashed and are now gone in the ocean. That makes no sense. Just a bad weather. For A, it was a sunny day. And B, how? Um, they didn't bother to look too much into it after those few days passed. And I think that's just crazy. They lost six aircraft. Five from Flight 19 and that one search aircraft within the same area. Like, I find that suspicious as hell. Oh my god. This, this is, that's just the craziest case to me. If it was just Flight 19 that disappeared, I could understand that. But for that search aircraft to disappear in the same fucking area. Uh, I don't understand. I'm sorry. That makes no sense. I can't blame that on blame on bad weather. Anyways, uh, yeah, actually, I'm feeling a lot better now. I don't need water. Huh. I think I'm just going to take a break from talking. And just think about that. Like, those five cases that I just told you. That's insane. That's crazy. Um... We are going to go into the theories next, but I just want to, like, chill for a bit. I have been talking for 40 minutes, and I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing my voice. <sighs> I just need to breathe up. So I'm just going to give you guys 10 seconds to get ready, because I'm going to I'm gonna go on a ramble with these theories. Uh, Okay, that that was so stupid. I don't know why I did that, but I need a break from my voice. So if you guys don't need a break from my voice, y'all are lucky. Because I actually hate my voice sometimes. Especially when I talk for this long. Oh, okay, the theories. This part is really interesting. Um, there are one, two... Oh, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight theories. And that's just the base of it. There's so many more theories out there that I'm just not bothered to get into. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll start from the first one, which is, in my opinion, the most, the least likely. Uh, maybe not least likely, but doesn't make as much sense. It is possible. So it's weather and storms, bad weather and storms. Now, I know that that may sound a bit weird, and that does to me too, trust me, but it, slow, it slowly does make sense. Because the Bermuda Triangle, um, it has tropical skies, which make it have worse weather, even though the closest place might have great weather. So, the Bermuda Triangle can basically um, have rainy thunderstorm whereas like Florida, Puerto Rico, Bermuda may have great like sunny weather. So that is um interesting to point out. However, most of the people that go, they say they have fine weather there, so that's very interesting. Um 
It is possible pilots and captains don't prepare themselves for the intense weather that can happen in the triangle, hence causing the accidents. Again, it makes sense, but for all of those thousands, hundreds of disappearances, eh, meh, I don't, I don't think so. And there, but there are occasional hurricanes in the area which could like make it totally worse, which, ah, uh, I guess, but then again, if pilots and captains don't prepare for themselves for the intense weather, why just the Bermuda Triangle? I mean, yeah, black planes do go missing in lots of other places, but not as much as the Bermuda Triangle. Hundreds in the same vicinity. That, that low-key does not make any sense to me. High-key. High-key does not make any sense to me. Um, this one... Hmm, this is more scientific response. Um, it's, did I even explain the theory? It's the meteor from 1492 slash a meteor or comet from an earlier time. There is a theory that 11,000 years ago, a comet may have crashed right into where the Bermuda Triangle is. However, there is no legitimate proof of this. But the Bermuda Triangle is like... The Bermuda Triangle is one of the deepest places in the ocean. Not, well, one of, there's a lot of deep places in the ocean, but Bermuda Triangle's pretty deep for, like, the vicinity of it. So we may not find it for thousands of years, who knows? We have, and I like to point this fact out a lot, we have only explored 5% of our ocean. 95% of it is still undiscovered. Holy shit. Like, who... And people are so quick to dismiss so many stuff. And that's what that's what I don't like. Like, you can't claim something isn't real, but then have only explored 5 out of 100% of a place, an area. So, the reason for this is the comet could... The comet or meteor may have had electromagnetic energy which could make the compasses and navigational tools go haywire and possibly even interfere with an aircraft's engine. Which I guess makes a lot of sense if, if that's true, if that comet could have electromagnetic energy. I guess it makes sense. So, people also believe that not a comet is interfering with all this, but a meteor from, 19, from 1492. People believe that flaming light that Christopher Columbus saw fly into the ocean where the triangle would be today was a meteor. And that, that is interfering with all this technology instead of the comet. Again, it's very plausible. I think that's, that's interesting. I think it's a very scientific response, but it's also the most logical response. Yeah. So the next, the next thing is human error. And it basically suggests all the accidents in the triangle are simply because of human error, since everyone makes mistakes. All of them. However, okay, this does sound a bit... What the fuck, really? Are you kidding? But it is possible to have vertigo when flying over the triangle, which caused... Because there's so much water and less land. So basically, vertigo is the sensation that you're moving or feeling dizzy when you're really not. So, 
in simpler terms, basically a pilot could be thinking they're going the other way when in reality they're going a whole different path because of vertigo, because they think they're moving a different direction or feeling dizzy because, and they think they're going the completely opposite way. Which actually does make sense, especially with Commander Charles Taylor, because they went totally off course with Flight 19. So I guess that that sort of makes sense. But I don't believe that can be explained for all of them, no. But yeah, like, this could make sense, but not for every single Bermuda Triangle case. Some of them are just too weird. So... However, this wouldn't, however, wouldn't this, like, contribute for every other aircraft or ship that goes past any ocean? This is my opinion on this. I I wanted to save it for talk time, but I'm just going to say it now. Pilots go over water all the damn time. Every, like, um, ships and planes always go past water, over water. So, like, wouldn't everyone have it then? Wouldn't all of them have it? That, yeah, I don't know. That's very interesting. That's, that's what I believe. It doesn't make fully sense that just them are having vertigo, you know? Yeah. Okay, the next one is probably, oh, not the wildest. No way. There's, there's one wild at the end, but this one is sort of wild <laughs> and it's the Atlantis power crystal theory I can't believe I used to believe this years ago I'm so dumb Atlantis and basically this theory suggests that Atlantis the lost city the lost um Atlantis is basically that I love Atlantis I love the conspiracy of Atlantis mm. I could talk about it forever I'm sorry about that noise as well my phone's going off and, um, I'm going to check that. Sorry. Give me a sec. You're kidding me. Um, yeah, guys, um, I'm very sorry, um, I, I thought I was recording this on my phone, and I just realized it's not been recording. So this will not go on YouTube. Actually, I might get it to go on YouTube, but uh, I'm so... I, I don't know how to feel. I really thought I was recording this. Okay, so my audio is recording, but... My video isn't. Okay, anyways, I'm going to go off and be really sad. No, anyways, I want to, um... I'll just continue with it, that's fine. Um, so basically, the Atlantis power crystal theory is the theory that Atlantis is actually where the Bermuda Triangle was and they believe it sunk. The energy crystals that were once used to fuel the city, so basically, they believe Atlantis had these, um, power crystals that fueled the city, like, in terms of energy sources. 
and they believe the energy crystals did not die out. And now that the energy crystals are causing ships and aircraft electronics, which would make sense due to the fact that almost all aircrafts and ships report their electronics going haywire when they're in the triangle. Uh, I'm sorry, messing with ships and aircraft's electronics. So, that's pretty, that's pretty wild. So, but there is a sort of um, proof to this, not fully, but um, in 1970, a scuba diver who was exploring the water near the Bahamas claimed he found a mirrored pyramid of some type in the water. However, he did not bring anything to support the theory. This guy, if he did find something in the water near the Bahamas, which is basically in the Bermuda Triangle, I think that that would make absolutely no sense. And yeah, there is no legitimate proof yet. So until we do that, theory is like dismissive. Oh, okay, that was the longest one I had to explain. I'm so sorry if I messed up my words then. Um, but yeah, okay, my English is going to be so much better in the next few weeks, I promise. <laughs> so the next theory is government military testing. There is an island that can... There's an island in the Bahamas. Okay, so basically the next theory is government military testing. To support this, there is an island in the Bahamas that contains a US government base called ORTEC, which stands for Atlantic Undersea Test and Evaluation Center, right in the middle of the triangle. Uh, <laughs> that's a bit uh, suspicious. Um, okay, before I go into it, I'm gonna say the government I'm not saying the government is responsible. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a theory that I personally do not believe, but it's a, it, it's a possibility again. But you know, government, don't come for me. I'm just I'm just making a video. So anyways, basically Ortec does these tests on submarines, weapons and sonar, which could be one of the causes of the accident, which which actually makes sense to me guys, because when you think about it, sonar is a pretty big thing, and that's up and coming, and that could mess up a lot of the electronics, and it could mess up a lot of stuff, even the military bases. The second part to this theory is that... <laughs> Um, disregarding those tests are causing it is that they are testing out alien technology and that this technology interferes with the aircrafts and ship which is sort of a stretch uh, I, I don't I really personally do not believe that who would write who would who who would make who would test out alien technology right in the middle of the fucking Bermuda Triangle I can just imagine the government like Friggin' flying ships over, um, UFOs over the Bermuda Triangle and you'll just see it over your plane. No. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't believe that theory. It does not make sense. But this goes into the next theory that it's UFOs slash alien abductions. 
There are two parts to this theory. Part A is that there are alien spacecraft down in the depths of the water in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes, in the Bermuda Triangle. They believe that they are unknowingly interfering with our technology up above water. A bit crazy, to say the least. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just gonna talk about all my theories at the end. Part B is that people that are abducted, that people are being abducted by these aliens and UFOs from the sky, and that is why people just go missing and are never seen again. This could just be explained by the water depth being really long, though. So, uh. Okay, this one is the wildest out of all the ones I've heard. Um, and it's the fact that it's a portal into a parallel universe. Okay, this one, okay, is honestly crazy, so you guys better be prepared for this one. This theory was inspired by a movie on the Bermuda Triangle, where they suggested it could be a portal to a parallel universe. Strange, yes, but it is interesting to think about if it was a portal to a parallel universe. It would make somewhat sense, but not at the same time. And so it is very difficult to piece all this information together for this theory, but I'll give you what I got. Some conspiracists believe that the Bermuda Triangle is a gateway to another universe. Basically, which explains the fact that there is usually barely anything found from all these disappearances. But then again, mm, I don't know, like, I don't think they just... Oh, anyways. But it's not clear how they enter this parallel universe. But in most conspiracies, it is through the cloud vortex that I'm going to explain in the next and last theory. I don't know. I don't necessarily believe this as much. But I think it is the most interesting, you know? So... Up to the last theory is the Time Vortex. This one. Wild. I don't think you guys are ready for this one. Um, the theory is only based on one pilot, on a one encounter, so take this one with, you know, a grain of salt. Don't, don't eat this up. It happened in 1970, basically. Um, Bruce Gernon, the pilot, and his father were going from one island to another in the Bahamas. And during that time, they apparently saw a cloud that slowly formed into a cloud tunnel. They then, for some reason, I don't know why the fuck you would go into a, a cloud that transformed into a tunnel. What the hell are you doing? Get the fuck out of there. They went into it. And he said during the time in the tunnel, his compass went haywire and electrical sparks surrounded him. He apparently then left the tunnel and found himself in a place miles away that would have been impossible to get to in the amount of time that they were in the tunnel for. Hmm, we have to take this lightly because it could be false. I'm not saying they're lying either, but that's why it's unsolved. We don't know. <sighs> it's hard because you don't know who's telling the truth. And you don't know who's lying, you know? But anyways, we're just gonna go into the next... Oh, that's all the theories we have, yes! And we hit the one hour mark and we still have talk time. I low-key thought that this was gonna take like 30 minutes, but I'm so glad it didn't. Oh, I'm just hoping that you guys aren't sick of my voice because that is... 
that is a fear to me that people are going to click off just because of my voice. And yeah, that will suck because I'm recording all this shit for nothing. <laughs> so talk time, I'm just going to go over what talk time really is. It's the, it's the time where, of the podcast that I go through my opinions and discussion. And basically, um, if I have a co-host on, we discuss our opinions, we argue, whatever, or not. <laughs> so we explain our thoughts and what we think about it, explain our theories and what we think is actually causing it, and just talk about anything that intrigues us about it and stuff, and discussion and opinions. That's it. So I think, I don't know how I'm going to do this because this is weird to me, but in my opinion, I believe what's causing it is, oh, I don't know, oh, this is so hard because you think about it and then you think, oh, what if, what if it's not? Because one thing makes sense and then the other completely makes zero sense. For example, let's, let's look at weather storms. Yes, that could contribute for a lot of them, but for all hundreds of them, it does not make sense, you know? You have to think about that. And it's difficult to come up with an actual opinion of what the fuck is happening. That's why I think the Bermuda Triangle is a really interesting case. And I think everyone's entitled to their own opinions. And that's why that's why I don't really have an opinion on it. I just think it's really interesting. Because I hope we find out what it is. The most logical would be the meteor or the comet theory that has electromagnetic um, energy which is which is messing with all their technology and they're causing them to crash. That would make a lot of sense in my opinion. What other things would make sense? The Atlantis Power Crystal Theory. Nope. That one, I think, is wild. What kind of fucking crystals are they using, dude? We need some. (laughs) Government military testing. It's a possibility. I don't believe it as much, but I think it's a possibility. Don't come for me again. As I said, government, don't kill me. (laughs) Um... I can't. I'm sorry. I don't have... I don't have a theory on it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm thinking, but it's hard because... Yeah, I'm sorry. But let me know your theories for sure. Because I would love to hear your theories. I'm... I'm into- I love hearing everyone's theories on this, not just mine. I think if you see something differently, I think I'll accept it. Because I I like hearing about what other people have to say and not just myself. So let me know if you're on YouTube down in the comments what you think. What you think is happening. If it is human error or just storms or something like government testing or a meteor. Let me know. Or even a fucking portal time vortex that transports you through time. Who knows dude, who knows. So, yeah, honestly, I would talk about a lot of other stuff, but I don't really have a lot to talk about. 
because it is my third podcast i i think i'm just going to end it i will on youtube i because this will have no video now great <laughs> i'm just going to be uploading the audio but in the description below i'm going to be giving all the references and all my proof that i have that I, where I got all my information from so you guys can even check and research it yourself because this is only five cases guys there's hundreds of cases of the Bermuda Triangle and yeah I think it's better if you do research yourself if you are really interested in the topic that is because there's so much that is unexplained and it's very interesting because of that it's very unsolved but yeah, I think we've come to the end of our podcast. We've hit almost one hour and five minutes. This might go up to that. One hour and ten even by the time I talk about my outro. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know there are times where I stuffed up. I couldn't speak or I was silent for a really long time. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> But I really hope you can forgive me because this is my first podcast and I am talking to my literal computer. I mean, not literally, I have my microphone, but I've ho I, will, I think I'll do a whole lot better once I get used to the concept of how, of me just talking to my microphone for one hour straight. <laughs> yeah, I th I'll, I'll get used to it, guys. So hang in with me. We can make it like a journey. So, I have actually gathered so much things that I really want to do a podcast on. I have... How many theories do I have? I have at least 20, 30 ideas. I'm not sure if I'll do every single one. But there are some stuff that really interests me. Let me know what you'd like me to do one on. But for now, these are my main, main ones that I'm thinking of. The first ever civilization, the Sumerians, which, trust me guys, it's very interesting. It's not boring or anything, because they they knew a whole lot of cool shit. Roswell, Roswell is a bit difficult, because you, uh, there's so much surrounding that, but I can definitely do it if you guys really, really want me to. It's, about, it's basically a UFO supposed crash in 1940. 40s I don't know one of them and there's Atlantis there's the simulation theory slash technological singularity area 51 and the hollow earth theory slash Antarctica guys you may think I'm crazy for wanting to do a podcast on the hollow earth theory or Antarctica conspiracies but trust me I've been researching some of these and it's terrifying. It is terrifying. And by the way, if the gov if I'm if I'm not making another podcast by next week, know that the government has me, and you know they don't want me making these. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely let me know what you guys would like to see me do a podcast on for next week's episode. And I guess I'll see you next week at around the same day, Friday or Saturday, depending on when this is coming out. I did leave this till last minute because I really haven't had the time, guys. I've been doing a whole lot of stuff this week. Definitely let me know what you thought of the Bermuda Triangle, what you think is causing it. And let me know what you guys would like me to do a podcast on next week. 
but thank you again so much for tuning in. I just wanted to say one more. If you're watching this on Apple Podcasts, leave a review for me, please. I love, I'll love you forever. And um, don't forget to follow us on our social media, Twitter, Enigmatic Pod, and Instagram, Enigmatic Podcast. And, yeah, support us on Patreon or, you know, YouTube, anywhere. Just share it. Because if you, if you know anyone that's interested in this stuff, let them know as well so they can get into it. But, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this one hour and ten minute long podcast. And I hope to see you next week again. Bye. Thanks for tuning in.